with plenty of topics to talk about for the Nashville Predators, it's time to break out the takes from a hat. Ann and I will discuss a lot of off-the-wall topics for the Nashville Predators. We'll let the hat decide which ones we go into. Plus, NHL playoff predictions coming up today on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day every single day. We are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast available to you wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penalty Box Radio, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at InsideThePreds.com. All right, Ann. Million dollar question today. All right. 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Central. Mm-hmm. Are we going to see the Toronto Maple Leafs finally break the 19-year first-round curse? Or are we going to see the beginning of what is a familiar <laughs> chapter of the Leafs blowing it in the most Leafs way possible? I really think, and look, I'm a optimist, but I really think that the Leafs are going to snap this, and I think they're going to do it tonight. And God bless Tampa Bay. God bless the Lightning. It's they've been a little bit of a struggle, so I really feel like I feel like Toronto's got them right where they want them. But having said that, I know I'm just going to put it out in the universe that it's going to go to like game seven and bad things are going to happen. But no, I really do think Toronto, it can't last forever, Nick. It, it can't. can't last. Doesn't, doesn't it seem like coming back from that four to one deficit yes. in the last game, everybody talks about the four to one deficit that they blew to the Bruins in game seven uh, 10 years ago. Doesn't it seem like that was like a, like a full circle closure moment almost? Yes total exorcism of that bad juju like i feel like let's just look forward toronto maple leafs fans let's just look forward because i really do think and again it can't last forever it's got to end sometime and i feel like now is the time i feel like it's like the chicago cubs in 2016 almost where even if you're not really a cubs fan you were kind of just like i i want to see what this is like like, yeah. I want to see, like, if the city just explodes or burns to the ground, if they can finally pull this off. What do you think they're going to do in Toronto if they win it tonight? Like, how how is the city going to respond? Oh, hey, just they still have relieved? three more rounds they'd have to play to actually <laughs> win a title after this. But. Look, is that really, I mean, like, you have to acknowledge if they get out of this first round, you have to acknowledge, like, milestone moments milestone moment there's got to be some sort of acknowledgement of it i i think you'll see some zesty celebrations yeah uh you know the funny thing is if they finally get this monkey off their back win and then go into uh round two against boston we're pretty sure boston pretty pretty sure boston and just like get swept for nothing and lose like every game like six to one or something like that 
Yeah, but they can say they made it to the second round. And you know what? Sometimes you hang your hat on the hook, the hook is, that is there. <laughs> More so than the Nashville Predators. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we know. <laughs> uh, speaking of the Nashville Predators, our, our frenemies, the Winnipeg Jets, down 3-1 to one in their series to Vegas. Uh, that game is tonight, Game 5 in Vegas. Any chance of Vegas to, or uh, Winnipeg turning the tight end? Yeah, I think I think they can win tonight and and keep it not I, I I think they'll win tonight. I think they're gonna keep the series a little bit closer. I'm really surprised with the struggle that Winnipeg's had in the postseason because I feel like they hit their bump in the road at the end of the regular season, kind of when they needed to. They had that wake up call. And so I thought, okay, they're in the right mental space. They're in the right physical space to go ahead and come in. And I, I, I mean, I think we both had them beating Vegas in the first We did. Game. Like, they were big. So, and we, the, the prediction looked pretty good after game one. Yeah. You and know, then, and that's, that's yeah. the thing is they kind of came out and played really strong game that first game. And then for whatever reason, they just haven't been able to – capture that same magic i mean for give them credit vegas i think turned it on a little bit too but you know we'll have to see uh that's an interesting one the other game tonight uh this is one that has gotten very interesting very fast rangers devils in new jersey game five series tied 2-2 i i don't know what is happening there with the rangers i'm gonna need them to just dig deep and get it done. I don't care which side of the river you're playing on. Could you just win? Because I picked you to win. They I were my, you to win. They were my uh, zesty Eastern Conference champions pick. Yeah, if you remember. Yeah, just and I, I don't think you're do, wrong. I didn't. I just didn't want to pick Boston. I wanted to do something like festive, like yeah. go big or go home, right? Uh, so they can't do it. Uh, you know, New Jersey's come to play these mm-hmm. past two games and they they talk about the goaltending switch you know akira schmidt yeah. coming in and, and taking over the starting job but to me it's it's jack hughes up front oh and that's that gosh. top new jersey line that was i think even more so than goaltending the biggest thing from games one and two where it looks like the rangers were just going to completely run away with the series mm-hmm. was just how much the rangers outplayed you know new jersey's big guns now they go on the road, those two, you know, games three and four, and those big guns woke up. Like yeah. they're like, okay, this is playoff hockey. Might have taken me one or two games to kind of realize, oh, okay, this is what the playoffs is, but not anymore. Like I know, I know what I'm getting myself into now. You know where I think the tide really turned in this series and and the moment that I'm keeping my eye on mm-hmm. is when PK Subban on ESPN came down the stairs in like the velvet white fur lined robe the Liberace the like the devil's liberace jacket. Yes. And you know what? You can say what you want, but when you dress like that, you present a vibe that people pick up and run with. So PK Subban First of all, where were you in the regular season for Nashville in your fancy yeah. clothes? Yeah. Um, but I, I just look, PK Subban's a little bit of magic to me. Keeping my eye on that moment. That may be the moment, friends. It may have nothing to do with the ice. It may have everything to do with glitz and glam. Yeah. Uh, one more just notable thing to bring up, uh, and that's Kraken now up 3-2 on the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche. Yes. You saw that on. one coming. <laughs> Um, no, let me tell you how this game went down in the Kimmel house last night. So 
got ready for bed because look, we're old people. We go to bed early. And but we have a TV in our room. So of course I'm gonna watch the end of this game because can't fall asleep before you know how this ends. And with like five minutes or so to go, Colorado pulls their goaltender, extra attacker. They get the game within one goal. It's three, two. It's now a minute 20 left in the game. Colorado goes empty net. They're taking the puck down the ice. My husband is sound asleep next to me. So I'm trying to like keep it in. And our cable goes out, Nick. Oh. Our cable goes out and it's just ESPN. It's just the hockey channel I want to watch. There's a minute 20 left. And we all know a minute 20 in regular hockey team time is like eight years in Colorado has the puck in front of your goaltender time. And I'm frantically tossing remotes and pushing buttons. And I finally woke my husband up. I'm like, which remote? Which remote? And we couldn't get ESPN to come back on. And so he, God bless him. He loves me. He's just okay about hockey, but he loves me. He got on his phone and he said, it's over. Seattle won. So it was a very stressful night for me, but Seattle won. They're up over Colorado. Is it going to last? Have you considered you not watching is the good luck charm? That's just not possible. I am so, are you finding yourself a, a little bit, hockey fasted like a little bit hockey hangry do you do you miss like i'm watching this hockey and it's something but i'm missing my luke evangelista i'm missing my uc sorrows can i like just put this out in the universe you can isn't hockey like aren't the games more fun when you don't have a rooting interest you are not wrong like i'm having the best time yeah like aren't you like able to see like you know, the Leafs come back from 4-1 or Seattle eke out a win and be like, oh, this is such great drama. Like all these overtime games, you're like, what's going to happen? You know, if the Nashville Predators were involved in one of these games, we'd be like smashing computers and <laughs> looking and it's like, oh, like yeah. Jeremy Lazan chipped the puck to the wrong portion of the ice. That's going <laughs> to lead back to like what's haunting them. Like, it's just going to be like, oh, man, this game, this game kicks ass. Yeah, it is. I am having the best time. I do, though. I miss our guys. I yeah. really miss our guys. I'm already excited to get to development camp and get to training camp. And well, you and you get Calder that. Cup tomorrow. <gasps> Y'all, not even words. Not even words for how shut down things are going to be in the Kimmel house. Like, I want it all quiet when I'm watching my AHL TV, y'all. Yeah, that leads us to uh, Locked on Predators, because tomorrow we're going to have Eric Dene, yes. uh, Prospects Guru at Penalty Box Radio. He's going to be talking about previews for the Milwaukee Admirals playoff season. A lot of people think they might be uh, one of the favorites to win the Calder Cup this year. Eric yeah. himself thinks that they can make a run. So we're going to be talking about that, see how our future, you know, both our past and future Predators are going to handle themselves down in Milwaukee. That's coming up tomorrow. A lot more to get to today, including takes from a hat. If you guys have listened to the show, you know what it is. Just random off the wall topics related to hockey. Ann and I will go through them in just one second. But before we do, Want to mention today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. If you need a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and calories, then you got to try the best tasting protein bar 
ever, and that's built. Ann and I can back it up for this. What makes this so delicious? Well, for one, all of their bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and they have incredible flavors. And they have new flavors. Peanut Butter Puff, the Cookie Dough Strip Bar, the Cookies and Cream Puff, plus the return of such favorites as Snickerdoodle Chunk Puff, Cookie Dough Chunk Puff, Mint Brownie, and Brownie Batter Puff Bites. Plenty of different flavors to choose from, but don't let all that sweet treat fool you. These things pack a healthy punch, whopping 17 grams of protein per bar, only around 130 calories, and only 4 grams per serving four grams of sugar per serving i should say whatever it's so delicious i can't speak right well you don't have to wait for uh you know the shipping to get through to get a box if you want you can just march on down to your local walmart or sam's club at walmart pick up a four bar box of flavors like cookies and cream double chocolate or coconut puff or go to sam's club and grab a 13 bar box with hit flavors brownie batter puff and churro puff or you can go to built.com and look at all of the limited release flavors they have available. You got to try it. All right, Ann. And it's time to break out takes from a hat. <laughs> if you guys have ever seen uh, whose line is it anyway, you kind of we're talking about. We have just different topics, some related to the NHL, some related to the Nashville Predators. And we are going to pull them out one at a time and then have a little jumping off debate point. Um, Anne, would, would you like the first Sure. Topic? Should I tee you up? Tee me up. Let's see what we've got today. You just never know. All right. It's Let's a little nerve wracking, friends. There's five stuck together, so. Oh, okay. Bad. All right. Okay. So big news in Nashville past couple days. Titan Stadium uh, has passed its hurdle. Feels yep. like it's going to be a go. Yeah. What are the chances that we ever see a hockey game inside that new Titan Stadium? Oh, you know what? I would say the chances are decent. You know, we did have the even hockey. Even though it's a dome. Oh, I think that makes it even cooler really Ooh. i do i do i think that would make it even cooler and here's the thing that i would say the nhl has fallen in love with nashville the nhl big wigs have fallen in love with nashville i know we still have some other folks to bring onto the bandwagon but i think nashville has done such a killer job with um, they had the stadium series. So you and I were there at Nissan Stadium. Yeah. Um, and they've hosted a number of other events. We've got the draft and the awards coming up this summer. I think the big wigs at the NHL have fallen in love with Nashville. Nashville is just such a great destination city anyway. So they know they're going to have great attendance. We've pulled off some amazing NHL events here. We're going to continue to do it. I really think you get a new stadium, even if it's a dome. I think that almost makes it cooler. I can totally see the NHL setting something up in Nashville in a new stadium. Don't you think? He, I, I, I'm i with you on the NHL really likes Nashville. They love us. Because they really like it. And I think they're going to see this giant new stadium and be like, we got to do something mm -hmm. here. Uh, it's just, I, I know the NHL really likes their outdoor venues, like the yeah. old school stadiums, the football stadiums. So like players out in the air elements. And I think players really like those outdoor games too. 
Um, so it was I mean, cold at the stadium series, though. I mean, like, oh, I mean, they just they just had a winter classic in Minnesota in the middle of January. I know that was insane as well. Can we just yeah, talk about uh, that? I, I, I bold move. I'm gonna go. I think maybe 50 50. I think the NHL is going to want to do maybe something there, or at least mm-hmm. maybe the Preds are going to want to do something, but. Yeah, I, I think it's a 50-50 chance just based on the NHL really likes their outdoor venues. That's true. But the NHL fans, look, just speaking as one, I really liked getting the feeling back in my fingers after leaving Nissan Stadium. So throwing fair. that out there, Gary Bettman. Yeah, fair. All right, All right, what do you got for me? I'm reaching into my Craig Smith designed Predators hat. One of my favorites. Oh, one fell out. So that's going to be yours. All right. Good relevancy there. Just oh. like Craig Smith. <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. Interesting one. If you could, without forming a deal or finagling finances, okay. if you could remove any Predators player from next season's roster with no penalty financially or giving up prospects, who would you remove and why? Any player? Any player. If you could just free up a roster spot and it wouldn't cost you money, and it wouldn't cost you prospects. What player would you would you say bye-bye? Am I allowed to say, like, Rasmus Asplund? You're allowed to say anything you want to. You ain't lost. Yeah, I mean, Rasmus Asplund, I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean if, if you're going to create one roster spot, that seems like a pretty good grade. Okay. Okay, okay. I, I, I won't give you a boring answer. How about that? Um... You know, I I would say, I I mean, I guess Ryan Johansson. Oh, yeah. Just because, just because I feel like this is the time you want your younger guys to come up and maybe fill the role that he is going to play. Mm. But that's that's nothing against his game. I just think right. it's it's a you know, you want the cap space and you want cheaper options for what it sounds like he's going to be. And you want to give your younger players a chance. So, yeah. 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 I asked you this question because it's a question I did. I was like, oh, I would never want to answer this question because yeah. A, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. How many people in listeners right now are just screaming Cole Smith directly <laughs> at their laptop? I don't know. Do you really think so? Do you think Cole Smith ended the season where he began? Or do you think the changes around the Nashville Predators took the spotlight off Cole Smith? And also, here's what's real, Nick. Cole Smith got better as the season went on. He is. I mean, he's he's fine. He is. You might might be able to find some better options for the Cole Smith role than Cole Smith. I don't know. I kind of liked him. He grew on me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Ryan Johansson answer, I think, I, I get it. I really secretly wonder if Ryan Johansson is going to accept the challenge in front of him and knock everybody's socks off. I think if, I mean, that could happen. If he does, I mean, that is that is a good thing for the Nashville yeah. Predators, isn't it? Yeah. All yeah. Right, let's see. Let's see what we got here. Okay. Uh, okay, this is an interesting one, not necessarily related to – the Nashville Predators, but kind of where the NHL is as a whole. Mm-hmm. With the change in the draft lottery, 
-hmm. We have seen an influx in the number of teams actively trying to tank, trying to get Mm -hmm. the tank job on. Oh, yeah. Do you think this is the new normal? Or do you think this is just specifically related to this year's particular draft class? I think it's a bit of both. I think it's very specific this year because I think with Connor Bedard, you're looking at a generational talent. I think people are viewing Connor Bedard as franchise changing as somebody like Connor McDavid has been. So I think it's definitely prevalent this season because who does not want to get their hands on Connor Bedard? Um, so I think it 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 definitely takes it up a notch. I do fear that this is going to be the new normal, though, and I am not a fan of this. Yeah. But I do think that there are teams who are going to say, you know what, we are not competitive when it comes to postseason. So let's just be okay not being competitive and consider it long-term planning if we just so happen to continue falling in the standings and get a better chance in the draft lottery and friends, not a fan of this. I am not a fan of this, but I do think it's part of the new thought process for general managers. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. I think a lot of it this year, especially not just Connor Bedard, but you know, you have Adam Fantilli who's kind of supposed to be number two mm-hmm. and he alone would have kind of been a runaway, a runaway number one pick, you yeah. know, in either, you know, last couple drafts or, or the next couple of drafts. Uh, that's according to a lot of people. And it's also one of those rare drafts, you know, talking to some people, you know, normally there's like, you know, the top one or two and then the rest are just kind of like, OK, these are supposed to be like, you know, not generational talents, but just some decent hockey players. Right. There's a lot of talk that even like the top 10 this year, if you get a top 10 pick, then you're going to get potentially like a franchise changing player. True. That's the talk. So I think this year a lot of people are like, hey, we may, you know, we may suck but we have a chance at Bedard or Fantilli. And even if we don't win the lottery, we're still going to get, uh, you know, a really, really good franchise yeah. player. So might as well be bad this year. The The other thing is when the NHL changed the draft lottery again, going from three teams to two and then putting the, uh, putting the 10 spot cap limit. So no team, you know, can jump up more than 10 spots mm-hmm. that gave, the number one team, the worst team in the NHL, a 25% chance of getting the number one pick. How do you feel it, about it? It was only like, it was only like, you know, a, I think it's like 17, 18% chance of actually winning the lottery, uh-huh. but overall a 25% chance of getting the number one pick. Uh, the, you know, every other team has number like 13% odds or lower. That's a big deal. Like that's a, a significant deal. jump. And so that's why you kind of have this race. I hate it. Okay. Like, I hate it. Yeah. I wish they would just go back to, we're going to draw three teams mm-hmm. and you have chances based on your weight and whatever spot you get. If you're, I don't care if you're the first team out of the postseason. If you, if your name gets called with that 1% chance, you're number one, because yeah. I think that just, you know, now there's like an incentive to be bad. There is. That's now, yeah. Whereas, you know, in the old system, it kind of sucked when you had a team like New York or Chicago, like barely miss the playoffs, but still wind up with like a surprise top two pick. That part kind of sucked, but I think it's better. F- I-, I think it's more like 
that like it, it sits easier that happening than watching a team like actively try to lose and get rewarded with a one in four shot of the first pick. Yeah. I don't want to see this become a way a team builds a quality competitive team. I just don't No, do it the hard way. Do it the hard way. Uh, one more and then break. Yeah. One yeah more let's, do break. One more. let's do one more. Here we go. Oh, this is a big Oh, okay. This is just kind of an interesting little question for you. Okay. If you could go back and see any Predators game live, which would you want to be at and why? One that I hadn't gotten to see live? One that you have not been at. One that you hadn't seen live. Um, oh, I would have loved to be in the building for game six against Anaheim. That's mine. When the Predators finally did it. I mean, just like oh. the game itself, you know, for the Predators to come up big and then slowly blow the lead and then Sissons get the hat trick. And then just like the slow, you know, over the last two minutes, that slow realization, you know, when Forsberg scored and then Watson and then just the the slow oh. realization that, oh, my God, the Preds are going to do this. Like they're really going to do this. Yeah. And you know, being being in the arena in that moment where your team does something that monumental, historic for them, and, yeah. and being able to be a part of it, I, I just look at that and be like, yeah, that like that's gotta be mm. the standard, right? Like I I think that for me is it exactly. And I think about what the energy was in that room, like the noise and the just the chance and, and just the energy, the unspoken energy that that crowd and that team generated battling in that game. Can you imagine? Like, it just gives me goosebumps. It makes me almost weepy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if if not that one, mm -hmm. then maybe go back to uh, the, the 2011 when the Predators finally won that first playoff series. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, either mm. either one would work. Yeah. Uh, more takes from a hat. I got some zesty ones for you, Anne. We'll get to that uh, after this break. First, I want to let you know this episode's brought to you by our great friends at eBay Motors. Look for a championship team. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. And you know what? It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, you need to head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back because just like in sports confidence is the name of the game when you shop on ebay motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in no time after all it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed so get the right parts the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply all right, and more takes from a hat. Let's see what I got for you here. All right. Multiple stuck together. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, the Ooh. laugh makes me feel so nervous. All right. Okay. You're, and you're now in charge of rebuilding the Nashville Predators. Hells, bells, yeah. You can only keep one of these two to build around. Come on, dude. Philip Forsberg. Or Roman Yossi, you can only keep one to build around. 
That's terrible. First of all, that's terrible. That's takes from a hat. Don't, that is don't takes, hate the player. Takes hate from the a hat game. is brutal. <laughs> um, only keep one to build around. Wow. Um, I'm going to go with Roman Yossi. And, and let me explain why. I, I would have too. Would you? Okay. With yes. the information that I have in front of me, I'm going to go Roman Yossi. And here's why. And this is no diss on Philip Forsberg because if he goes anywhere, I'll cry. Yeah. But Roman Yossi, I think, first of all, he's a defenseman. And I think that you've got to have, like, I think you start there. I think I've seen, and you know, I've seen some cool things from Luke Evangelista. And we've seen, you know, some potential in Milwaukee from Joachim Kimmel. I think that it is more challenging to develop the uniqueness of Roman Yossi's game that is defensively responsible but offensively, um, he is such a playmaker. He is so key to the offense that I think you give up too much if you lose Roman Yossi. And, and I do think that in a lot of ways, you have to build from the net out. You know, you have to start with goaltending and then you've got to go defense and then you can piece together forwards. And look, again, no diss to Philip Forsberg. I feel like what's that story in the Bible where King Solomon has to decide to chop a baby in half? That's what I feel like you're asking me to do. Chop a baby in half. He doesn't actually okay. end up doing it. The no, real I know. Says, it's like, no, it's like, don't, don't. Yeah, because one mom's like, no, let the other person have it. And then the right. one, and then the fake mom's like, hell yeah, let's yeah. chop this baby. <laughs> I get Diz on the head. Yeah, you don't have to be Scooby-Doo to sniff out who the real mom is. Yeah. But I feel I feel a little bit like that when you're asking me to choose between these two. But I would go Yossi. I, I'm I'm with you for the exact same reasons. Okay. Yeah. Why are we not running things? Um, because we talk about chopping babies in half on our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> that may be. Oh, here's another thick one. Oh, this is a Mad Lib. We're going to oh. do a Mad Lib. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you for something. I'm going to fill it in and then I'm going to read it back and we're going to decide how right you were. All right. I need a player name, a Predators player name. Any Predators player name? Any predator, Predators player. Um, Jeremy Lazon. Oh, I like that. Jeremy Lazon. Okay. Um, give me a hockey skill. Any hockey skill. Does it have to be Jeremy Lazon's hockey no. skill? No. No, it could be any hockey skill. Uh, back checking. Oh, look at you. All right. Give me any NHL goalie. Cannot be UC Saros, though. Um, Connor Hellebuck. Oh, okay. That's a lot of letters for me to write down. On you there. you can sound out Connor with, H. like the, uh, the court stenographer. As yeah. long as you can read it. There we go. Um, I need an adjective that describes a person. Saucy. Ooh, I like it. All right. I need you to give me an NHL head coach. Any NHL head coach. Uh, I'm not going to do John Hines because that's okay. too easy. Okay. Um, Jim Montgomery. Jim Montgomery. I'm, okay. Sorry, I'm giving you massive names to spell. That's okay. I like it. All right. So let's read our Mad Lib and discuss. Okay. Next season, the Predators will need Jeremy Lazan to develop his back checking. You see Soros to be more like Connor Hellebuck and the team to play with passion and energy for saucy Jim Montgomery to win the Stanley <laughs> Cup. 
True. Or false. I mean, sure. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't wasn't I mean the the UC star is playing more like Connor Hellebuck. I, I guess mean, that's I guess that's just more of the same. Yeah, it's just beat the other person in a two-nothing win to determine <laughs> who gets the last playoff spot. Are there two goaltenders in the NHL more similar as far as what they're required to do for the teams yeah. in front of them than yeah. UC Soros and Connor Hellebuck? Yeah. Like they're little mirror images. That's the Spider-Man pointing meme personified <laughs> in two goalies. It is. Yeah. it is. yeah. So Jeremy Lasson developing his back checking. All right. Well, he's a, de- well he's a defenseman. So yes, please, for there God's sakes, develop your back checking. There we go. And Jim Montgomery is the next head coach of the Nashville Predators. That's something yeah. we're keeping our eye on, friend. Not necessarily yeah. Jim Montgomery. <laughs> but just but. him as a as yeah. a head coach. Yes. Okay, let's see. Um all right. Here we go, Ann. Okay. Speaking of predators in the playoffs. Okay. Earlier this week, you and I talked about whether we think the predators could beat any of the 16 teams in the playoffs in a seven game series. Yeah. Both of us said, no, if you were forced to mm-hmm. put money on the preds beating one playoff team mm-hmm. in a 16 games or a seven game series, okay. one of the 16 teams, <laughs> And it could be east or west. Okay. Who would it be if you were forced to put money on them beating one team? I would say the Winnipeg Jets. Even though they basically lost a one-game playoff series to the Winnipeg I Jets. absolutely. I know they I know they did. Um, I would say the Winnipeg Jets. See, I say that and now I'm like, but you have Connor Hellebuck in goal, which we just had a whole conversation yeah. about UC Soros. So it's facing UC Soros in that. Um, oh, man, if I had to put money on it. Can I throw out one that I yes, wasn't exactly sure I'd be saying uh, okay. earlier this year? The Minnesota Wild. What's happening with them, y'all? Well, here's the thing. Like, if you keep in mind, the Predators played fairly well against they the did. Minnesota Wild this year. They did. And if you look at them in the playoffs and they're boy collapsing fast. They are. So yeah, I could see that one. I could see Minnesota. I'm fascinated by watching Minnesota in a horror movie kind of way because it feels like the wheels are coming off the bus in front of our eyes and I'm like is that Dallas flummoxing them or has Minnesota not just reached the point where they're not able to pull it together anymore? Because I haven't been a hundred percent all in on Minnesota all season long. They, I, I've been I like, haven't either. Yeah. Everybody's talking about, it's like, Oh, they, they might be my surprise Western conference pick. And I'm like, really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. All okay. Right. All right. Do uh, we have time for one more? You think? Yeah. And then let's I have, do a quick one. Let's do it. Let's do a quick one here. What's this one? Oh, who are your hopes tie us for looking ahead to next season and why? Players? Players. Oh, hopes highest for next mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. Um, can I give you two? You can do anything you want to. I am going to go Phil Tomasino. Really? 
just because I think number one, I I would have said Luke Evangelista. I'm not confident the Preds are going to start him in the NHL level I, next year, which that's yeah. a whole nother podcast. That's right a there. 35 minute podcast in here, and of itself. But yes, here's the I thing. Phil Tomasino has already spent an entire season in the NHL and then mm-hmm. went back to the AHL. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that even in his first seasons never looked out of place. Really? Like, even when you could tell he was still developing his skill, he did enough to be a good player. And I, you know, he didn't have, like, the points that somebody like Tommy Novak did or Luke Evangelista did. But you watch his play, and it's just very, very sound play mm-hmm. uh, all around. And, uh, you know, he's such a good playmaker, good vision, good at setting up guys for, uh, you know, other players. You put him you know, maybe with a Philip Forsberg, maybe with a Matt Duchesne, somebody who has kind of had a proven track record of putting pucks in the net. I, I, I expect kind of a big role for him. Not unlike what, you know, the, uh, the Michael Granlund role yeah, was for Philip Forsberg and Matt Duchesne a couple of years ago. Uh, and the other is Cody glass. Let's this go. is a guy who mm-hmm. I think is becoming a really good middle six uh, forward a really good middle six center you saw him constantly improve and i think the biggest thing for me for cody glass and mm-hmm. is that i just don't remember him making a lot of key mistakes this year yeah and it, it doesn't matter if he was um you know with you know playing against like some of the other team's top guys or just you know playing with scrubs down in the bottom of the lineup. He just always seemed to hold his own, uh, played very sound and didn't really get, you know, flummoxed by, you know, whoever he was playing or frustrated or anything like that. So I just think he is kind of the exact type of guy you want in the middle of your lineup. Yeah, I agree. I'm very excited to see what's next for Cody glass. I like this kid. I like this kid. Yeah. Um, anyone I didn't mention, that would be your one to mention. Um, Cody Glass was, he was definitely mine. Um, I'm interested. I'm with you. I'm very interested to see in training camp what these AHL fellas like Kiefer Sherwood, uh, Luke Evangelista, Spencer Stasny. I love this Spencer Stasny. I know we saw eight games. So I'm very interested yeah. when it comes to training camp to get my eyes back on them. I am too. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see a, who can repeat their success they had last year. B who's going to earn a spot. Yes. Time next year. Cause I have it's a feeling not everybody busy. who is on the team uh, at the end of this year is going to have that same luxury when it comes training camp time. Yep. I agree. Yep. Uh, yeah. Some good, uh, some good takes from the hat there today. We will definitely do this as the off season progresses. Cause you know, we need it's content fun. and it's fun. <laughs> it is fun. Uh, tomorrow's Friday. We're going to have Eric Denae on from a penalty box radio talking to Milwaukee admirals and their run to the Calder cup and some of the Preds prospects, how he thought they played down the stretch. So tune in tomorrow for that edition of the lockdown Preds podcast. And where can people find your work? You can find my work online at insidethepreds.com. You can find me on Twitter at Ann K underscore mama on ice. 
You can find me at panelyboxradio.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NSMorgan. Also follow the podcast, LO underscore Predators. However you're listening, whether it's via YouTube or via your favorite podcasting platform, please hit that subscribe button. Helps us out a lot. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. Back tomorrow with an all-new episode. We'll see you then.